And welcome to another episode of Five Star Revolution. I am your fearless leader, Vic Muscat. With me always is the six-star general of the show, CJ Price. CJ, what's going on, man? Thank you so much for having me on again, Vic Muscat. This is going to be an interesting episode. We have a very interesting guest, somebody that is, uh, let's say, hardcore. And his name is Badass Brian Albertson. Thank you for joining us, man. Absolutely, man. And since uh, since a couple of the surgeries, I got the metal in my bones. It's the bionic badass now. I saw bionic that. badass. <laughs> I saw that. But CJ kept on saying badass. So I was like, all right, maybe I'm just seeing things or whatever. So I blame CJ for my misinformation. Okay. Hey, man, don't, don't blame me. Don't blame me. I didn't know that, okay? That you're wearing, you don't know a lot of things. But anyways. <laughs> so go ahead, Vic. I know you have some questions for Mr. Brian Albertson. Oh, absolutely, because I saw a couple of your YouTube videos. Even the one that um, you lost on, I still swear I saw a shoulder up and the referee was just blind because you're that close. Probably. How did you become... Um, you know, how did you become passionate about the professional wrestling business? Well, you know, it was something that I loved when I was a kid, and I never grew out of it. And uh, later on, I decided uh, I was getting a little older, and I said, if I'm going to try this at all, it has to be quick because I'm getting too old. So uh, I had a friend of mine, Tony Jones, who had wrestled before, and we had done a few music videos together, and I had been on his radio show. And I asked him where to go, and he pointed me in the direction of RICW, and from there, it just took off. And your style as a wrestler seemed like a brawler. Like, you kept on coming, you kept on coming, no matter how many hits you take it. Well, that's, that's kind of the deal, because, I mean, like, I'm no Ricky Steamboat, I'm no Ric Flair. Like, I can trade a few holds, but I'm not the most technical wrestler in the world. You know? And I was doing the real fighting thing before this, so I said, why not just go with that? You know, it's the easiest gimmick is not to have one and just be who you really are, you know? What's, um, what were the resources you used to uh, switch from fighting to wrestling? Oh, well, when I first started, it was, I had a hard time even taking a bump when I first started, you know, because all the training I had ever had said, don't throw yourself on the ground like a fucking asshole. So it took me a little <laughs> bit to acclimate myself to like, okay, like, I'm intending to do this now instead of trying to avoid it all the time, you know? And, uh, and the opposite side of things, like I was throwing a lot of potatoes at people for a while <laughs> until I got more used to it, you know? And, and even then still just out of fun half the time was throwing potatoes. In your whole career, what was your biggest failure and how did you learn from it? My biggest fear? Failure. Failure? Failure. What did you try and just like totally sucked ass at? Uh, I think, uh, I had this idea of being a high flyer for about a minute. And I remember the first time I, the first time I got up on the top rope, it was at a packed show. And cause I do the cannonball into the corner on people. But I had this idea that I was going to do it off the top rope onto the group of guys at the floor. And I got up there and I was like, this is a horrible fucking idea. <laughs> You know, and I did it and I landed and I dislocated my shoulder, you know, and popped it back in and went and speared somebody. 
That's but hard. now I mean it's but now like I'll do like I'll do like a frog splash and stuff like that. Now is not as big a deal, but when I first started, like I was a guy, I'm not going up to the top rope anymore. <laughs> so when you went to the top rope for that first time, what was going through your head? Well, I, I remember thinking to myself, this a lot higher up than it looks. Uh, and I remember like standing up there forever. And I said, Well, it's gonna look really stupid if I climb back down now. You know, and the, the the only thing I could do was just do it, you know, so I just had to like just trust in whatever, and I just flung myself off the top rope upside down, and it got like a a holy shit response for like all the wrong reasons <laughs> you know? like uh, and I remember one of the guys that was lying next to me when I landed he uh he was like, "Are you okay?" And I said, no, I dislocated my shoulder. He's like, well, I'll get, I'll tell the ref and we'll get some people. I was like, no, you fucking won't. I was like, I'm going to pop this back in and get back in the ring. He <laughs> was like, all right, if that's what you want to do, you know. You popped it back <laughs> in and you kicked ass. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a funny thing. Huh? Ah, here's it. Do you say something? Like, it's, no, I didn't say anything. Well, it's, it's wrestling's a funny thing, you know? Like, I, every time you think you know what you're doing, you get reminded that you don't know what the fuck you're doing, you know? <laughs> There's always somebody better or more knowledgeable, and the best you can do is just learn from everybody. Unless you want to be a complete dick and then just start fucking decking people for real. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mr. Brian, um... I know you personally, we've wrestled in the ring um, many times in the past, yep. and I know your career very well. I know you started off as a referee. Can you uh, yep. talk a little bit about that? Yeah, the, uh, I first, my, the first training I ever went to, uh, a couple of the guys were like, because obviously I wasn't ready to wrestle. It was my first training. And a couple of the guys were saying how they were down to one referee and they didn't know what they were going to do. And I just overheard the conversation. So like I jumped in. I was like, hey, until like I'm ready, I can ref, you know, in the meantime. And they agreed to it. And they came up with this idea that I was going to be like the ref you didn't mess with at all. Like they were like, if something happens, put your hands on them. You're not going to be one of these refs that like runs and hides or anything else. And uh I think one of the first times they didn't tell any of the guys about this, that I was going to do this. They just let it be a shoot that I was going to just start fucking people up. And the first time it ever happened was with Brutus Sane. And uh, we did a thing and I was trying, he was in a confrontation with somebody and I went to push him back and he like whacked me in the stomach with the kendo stick. And I thought, you know, like if I just crumple like a sack of shit right now, that destroys my entire gimmick. <laughs> so I stood back up and I did a double leg takedown on him and just started raining down shots and he's panicking he thinks I've just lost my mind he doesn't know I'm supposed to do this you know and he's going are you alright what's wrong and I'm like no nah. I was like this is just the way this is going to happen man <laughs> <laughs> so he thought it was a shoot yeah he thought like I was pissed about something or, like because nobody bothered to tell the boys in the back like this referee is going to get physical with you if you break a rule or something they just like, like, just go out and do it. You surprise them. <laughs> and um, 
my, one of my questions that, um, as a ref, did you take any lessons as a ref to become a wrestler? I did. Uh, but a lot of things like about ring placement, you know, uh, where the hard cam is, things like that mostly. I mean, I'm not going to remotely pretend I know everything about the wrestling business. I don't. There are people far more knowledgeable than me, you know, and, and I came into this as an older guy, I knew I wasn't getting to fucking WWE or TNA or Ring of Honor or AEW now, that fucking clown show. But uh, <laughs> but I figured, you know what? I was like, this is something I love and why not give it a shot? See where it takes me. And I, I can't complain about it, you know? Like I had a blast. I got to travel a little bit. I got to, uh, I got to wrestle people all over the place. I mean, it was cool, you know, it beat the shit out of me, but it was cool. If you could start younger, because you said that you started as an older age, if you could have started younger, would you? I think I would have, you know, I think, uh, but see, it's, it's, it's a weird thing because I've always been a musician too, you know? And when I was younger, I was focused on that and like getting gigs and playing in bands and things like that. So, I don't know. Part of me wishes I had started a lot younger. I remember when I was doing trainings the last year or two before the pandemic hit, I remember fucking Dozer saying to me, Scott, I wish you had started when you were like 22, you know, <laughs> like, but uh, who knows? I mean, I maybe could have got somewhere with the whole brawling gimmick, you know, because I mean, you got to figure when I was 22, shit. It was the early 90s. Wow. You know, so, so it was a lot different back then, especially in the wrestling business. I mean, the, the fucking Monday Night Wars hadn't even started. <laughs> you know? Right, right. So you said that you started off in RSTW, and um, where did you grow? Where else did you wrestle in your career? Uh, MAW helped me out a lot. You know, Jerry Charlatan, he... Uh, we became friends and he put me in a lot of situations and he, he was awesome, you know? And if, when I did good, he was there to say I did good. And when I did something stupid, he would, in the same way, he'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> you know? Like, so Jerry's really cool. I worked through Nova for a little bit. Um, I worked a few shows for House of Bricks, uh, AWE out of Maine. Uh, WCWE out of Connecticut, uh, WMWA. I did a couple of shows, nice. you know. Uh, so it's 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 been cool, you know. I mean, I can't. I don't have much time left at all with it, you know. I've had like a shit ton of injuries now, and even just last August in my day job, I ripped the muscles in my back. My back is a complete fucking mess. Ouch. Yeah. And uh, so, I mean, me going out and doing big stuff is just sort of done now. You know, I am, uh, the last company I was working for was AWL. And they had a, uh, a story going through that before the pandemic hit, you know? And so, like, I, I'm not going to screw up their storyline. You know what I mean? Like, I'll fulfill the rest of that and then... You know, and I know I said it before a couple of times in the ring that I was leaving and retiring and 
And I even meant it those times. The first time was from an injury. And then like six months later, I felt okay. So I came back. And then the next time it was because I was going to do something different. And then people started messaging me like, hey, do you want to do a match? You know, but this time, like when it's over, it's over this time. You know? Okay. All right. Everybody says that, man. Everybody says they retire and they come back. But me, I haven't came back since I retired. <laughs> so, ha! There you go. But no, uh, this, I know Vic this, has this, a couple questions for you, so go ahead. Take it away, Vic. First of all, there's a huge age difference between you, both of you. So, CJ, you can come back anytime still. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, in October, I'm turning 50 in October. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I'm almost there. I'm 44, so I'm almost there. Yeah. yeah. No, but there's, there's a big difference getting in the ring when you're 25 compared to 50. True. Yeah. Very true. The body... Can take it when it's 25, but once you start getting older, it gets less and less motivated to actually. It's, it's like you've been beating me up for for so long now. Forget you, man. I'm not good. Yeah. Well, you know, it's like even certain moves that I did that were like signature moves of mine. Like I always did the Kevin Owens cannonball, you know, but like now from doing that for fucking a few years straight. You know, landing on the back of my head and neck and everything. Like, I got a giant knob on the back of my neck from that shit. <laughs> you know, oh. like, I, uh, whenever it rains out, I can feel, like, I can feel the friggin' screw in my wrist when it rains out. My knees don't want to work, you know? That sucks. That's lame. But it is what it is. I'll finish out that storyline. And then uh, I've been back playing music for the last couple of years oh. now, too. Nice. What type of music? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I have my own band, the Brian Shovelton Band, and it's sort of like, it's mostly originals, and it's uh, sort of like the Allman Brothers meets Black Sabbath, you know, and plus I do acoustic shows, and I'm also playing bass in another band called Sour Punch, and I just put out a solo album this year. I don't know if you can see that. Nice. Solo album, Rose, uh, gotten a little bit of airplay with it, and... Uh, that's what I've been doing now is just playing music, you know. Have you been, have you played at a bar before and someone thought they can, like, you know, take you out and you just like, bitch, please, and you just fucked them up? Oh, God, I've been in many a bar fight. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I was just saying the other day, it's, it's been too long since I've had one. That's a good thing, isn't it? Uh, it depends on your point of view. I, I, as much as I know I have to <coughs> quit wrestling, there's a part of me that misses punching people in the face. <laughs> you mentioned <coughs> you popped your shoulder back in from being dislocated. Was there any, besides, you know, them saying like you can't wrestle anymore, was there like another reason why you did that? Like the medical situation, the back is all screwy or was it just the mo at the moment you just like the adrenaline pumping? No, I was, I was always wrestling injured. You know, I would come, I would wrestle with a splint on my arm. I, I came in one with a, uh, a neck brace on for another match. You know, I was, I was always just sucking it up and doing it. And then it got to a point where people started to worry about it, you know? And I remember for a couple of places, they're like, until you come back with the doctors, no, you can't wrestle, which I did. And, and that's, and I get it from their point of view. They don't want to be liable for anything, you know? So I understand that. And uh, then there was one company that was like, 
even with a doctor's note, we're cool. Like we thank you for everything you did over the years for us and everything, but like we don't want to be responsible for you hurting yourself permanently, you know? So, and I, I understand people's concerns and my initial reaction was of course, fuck you. But then I think about it and these are people that are friends of mine. So they're really just trying to look out for me. I'm such a tiny, fragile fucking thing. So since you had such a such a long and stellar career, what's one huh? that you wish that you had known when you started that you know now? Something I wish I knew then that I know now. I, I wish I knew how to fucking wrestle when I started. Not, again, like not that I'm Ricky Steamboat now, but fucking there's stuff that I just didn't have a clue about when I first started. Like I was flying completely fucking blind with minimal training. You know, I just could take a lot of fucking punishment, you know, so I got put into situations. And but then gradually you start picking things up in spite of yourself. You start learning how to do things, you know, but like most of the moves that I have done in the ring over the years, I never practiced those. I never trained those things. I remember the first time I did a cannonball, I got the guy down in the corner and I was like, fuck, what do I do now? And I was like, well, I've seen Kevin Owens do the cannonball. Let's see if I can do that. Probably not the best place to try a new move you've never done before in front of a packed house, but that's, I had nothing else I could do. I had to just try shit, you know? Mm. But it makes it interesting. I like to see you give cannonball to CJ. I think I've cannonballed him before. Yes, you have, bro. Yes, you have. <laughs> We've had many matches, man. I enjoyed every one of them. Yeah, no, it's I uh I miss the old chop shop with the way MAW used to be and everything, you know. I miss the, it, uh, really do. Yeah, no, it was a good time. But, uh, but uh, I have a few more questions for you, man. So yeah. what's the biggest accomplishment that you had in professional wrestling? I think, honestly, my biggest accomplishment with professional wrestling was that I was able to do it at all, you know, because when I first started, I was 42. And I had people like, you don't belong here. You're too old. You're just taking a spot from a younger guy that has no business being here. And all I did was piss me off and make me do it more, you know, and I, th I think my biggest accomplishment is staying with it and like, I mean, I got to hold some titles. I main evented a bunch of shows. I mean, I went, I went from, and there were people that even tried to shoot on me in the beginning, like, fuck this guy, I'm gonna teach him a lesson. But they didn't realize I had just come from real fighting. So if this is really the way you wanna do this, that's fine too, <laughs> you know? <laughs> but uh, that's my biggest accomplishment. It's not a title or the amount of places I worked or any specific main event or anything. It's just the fact that I was, fortunate enough to be able to do it in the first place you know it was a good time what's your big what's your most memorable memory oh uh, there's a couple you know i uh i loved me versus hunter kane in the steel cage match at the xwa event center i i always wanted to be in a steel cage and i got to do that um when I got the world title from you, that was okay. in front of my mom. I remember, 
I remember that. My, oh. my mom was there in the front row, and she had never seen me wrestle before, and she's not with us any longer. But it's cool that she got to see me get the world title. You know, that was a cool memory. Uh, and yet it's a lot of it is just moments, specific things at certain times that happened. You know what I mean? It's uh, you look back, and especially if you're hanging out with wrestlers too, like you're having a few beers, that's all you're going to talk about is all the shit that you went through together, <laughs> you know? And, uh, and what was your favorite match? My favorite match. Oh. I'll tell you my favorite match just because it was, it was bloody, but it was funny too. It was uh, me versus Mason Marks. And at the time, he was playing the friggin' uh, the evil general manager that was always sticking it to me, like screwing me out of a match, doing this, that, and the other thing. And finally, we got to the point where uh, I had beaten this guy, so I get him in the ring, finally. And if he loses, he's no longer the GM. And if I win, and if, he, uh, if I lose, then I'm out. You know, and we went and did it, and we did it funny where he was trying to get out of it with a doctor's note and everything. And I stuck a cupcake of all things in his eye. It was ridiculous to lead up to it. But then the day of the match, like the place was packed and we didn't people, we've been building it up for so long. Like people wanted to see me get my hands on him, you know, and it turned into fucking mayhem. It, it was uh, like people had brought weapons and were handing them to me as I was dragging him around ringside, you know, like I remember somebody handed me a ball gag and I stuck it in his mouth and choked him out with the ball gag. <laughs> I split his head open with a PS2, you know, uh, blood everywhere. And then we're, we finally get in the ring and he gets me in a submission hold and there's no tapping out. It's no DQ or anything. Like I can't tap out, you know? And I also can't get, out of this fucking move that he's got me. And I'm like, this motherfucker was sick of me beating his ass. So he put me in this submission hole that I can't get out of, right? And I'm sitting here, I'm like, fuck, how am I going to get out of this? And then I looked down and his leg was right there. So I just bit him. <laughs> until he fucking let, until he let go of the submission hold. I had his whole calf in my mouth just chewing on it. <laughs> I put a so, broom um, in his ass, put a broom in his ass and swept the floor with him, pushed him across the floor. Nice. It's good times. <laughs> so um, you're talking about retiring pretty soon. Um, how do you want to retire? How do you want to go out? And would you return in a non-wrestling capacity? Like I said, I couldn't finish out that storyline, which isn't going to be a lot of crazy matches or anything. And when it's over, it's over. There'll probably be like one payoff magic to things and then it's over and like i would consider coming back as a manager or something you know i can but i would as a manager i would have to be i have to be a heel because i have <laughs> i would too much want to be tripping people from the outside or whacking them with a cane or something so i would have to be a heel if i came back as a manager <laughs> would you consider being a ref again no <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm good. Like, and and since I did the ref thing the first year there, I've I've been special guest ref a few times. But of course, like once you start doing the special guest ref thing, and you've wrestled for a handful of years now, like every time you special guest ref, you're gonna be fucking bumping because they know it's a wrestler referee in the fucking match, you know. Right. So, uh, right. but it's not even that. I just I learned a lot while I was a ref, but I didn't enjoy it really. 
All right, perfect. And um, I know Vic has a few more questions before we let you go. So go ahead and take it away, Vic. How has your life been different? Does it, have you life, imagined your life being any different than it is now when you first started? Ooh, everything in my life is different now. You know, uh, I live in a different town. I lost a handful of people in my life that passed away. I, uh, I'm engaged to a, a wonderful woman now. Uh, I never thought I would get my music career back at all. And out of nowhere, suddenly, like I just put out a new album and I'm back in bands and playing all over the place. You know, uh, my life is completely different. I don't know. I think wrestling happened for me at a good time because like, I was burnt out on playing music and my father had just died. So I was just an angry mess. And so it was good for me to throw myself into something physical where I could get my frustration out, you know? And, uh, but yeah, compared to like when I started wrestling, my life is like a different universe even, you know? What advice would you give someone who wants to follow in your footsteps and pursue a career in professional wrestling? Oh, if you want to follow in my footsteps, I would find some different footsteps to follow. But if you want to be a wrestler, <laughs> uh, don't do it like I did at all. You know, like, because for me, it was like, yeah, I'll fucking like get crushed with this or get thrown through that just to get the fucking pop. But most people, I would say, if you're going to be a wrestler, find a good wrestling school. You know what I mean? Like, start out knowing your fundamentals and your basics. You know, because I did it ass backwards. I started just throwing myself around like an asshole. And then later on, a few years deep, started to learn basics and fundamentals. You know, so I would definitely say to people, like, get in with a reputable wrestling school, you know, and uh, and keep at it. And you'll know very quick if you're cut out for it or not, because I've seen people come to training and in 30 seconds be like, I can't do this. You know, it's. It takes a different kind of person to put themselves through that. And it looks one way on TV if you've never done it before. And as soon as you get in there, you're like, holy shit. What the fuck did I sign up for? <laughs> you know? 100%. Yeah. You know, so anybody that wants to start, make sure you want to do it. And listen to your fucking trainers. Because they've been through it. And they're trying to fucking tell you how not to kill yourself. <laughs> you know? I'm just curious. I'm sure a couple of our listeners are curious as well. With you and CJ wrestling, who's won the most matches? Like who in the series? Who's come out came out ahead? He has. Well, that's because he cheated a lot. Okay, excellent. <laughs> excellent. Well, I, I was a heel, man. So what, what can I, I say? know? <laughs> but I finally got that world title. Hey, man, I, I was proud to give it to you. Um, but I wasn't proud of losing because I had a long title reign. I know, I know. But that uh, I was glad you had a title reign yourself. And uh, excuse me, the fire trucks tire passing by. I don't know if you hear them. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was a that was a crazy night because I had a lot of stuff going on personally, and it was my first match back because remember I had surgery then. Right. Right. And I get to this show and I was like in four matches. And I was like, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> it paid off though. It did. It did. And like I said, I was glad my mom got to see me win that, you know. 
Yeah, so. God rest your soul, man. Yeah, thank you. So where can fans find you on the internet? Where can fans find your matches and where can fans connect with you? Uh, if you want to find my matches, you, there's uh, RICW has its own channel. Or you can even type in my name, you know, Brian Albertson or the bionic badass Brian Albertson. And because that'll bring up uh, other places like GCW and WMWA and things like that, you know. But you can type in my name or go to, uh, I know uh, MAW has a site too, you know. But you could go and watch my old matches. Or you could subscribe to my YouTube channel and listen to new music every week. <laughs> and where's that? That's uh, go to YouTube. It's under my name, Brian Shovelton, and you click on the channel and subscribe. And I usually put out new stuff every week now. You know, uh, and plus, like I said, the uh, the new album just came out a few months ago. And but the, don't let me discourage anybody from going and watching the matches. If you want to go watch me. Get the shit kicked out of me. By all means, go ahead and do it. But also, buy a CD. I just subscribed to your YouTube channel. Yeah. No, they have, uh, there's some funny matches. There's some matches that are goddamn atrocious, where I'm like an 18-wheeler with six wheels. Some really <laughs> awkward fucking stuff up there. But there's some cool stuff, too, you know? Well, we want to thank you, Brian, for joining us. We just want to say one thing to our listeners to please like our page on Facebook, the Five Star Revolution podcast. We're giving away not a $25 gift card. We're going to give away a $50 gift card now. If we reach 400 likes on Facebook, Five Star Revolution podcast. And Mr. Brian Alberson, we hope that you share this page and this video on your on your uh, platforms. I absolutely will. And hey, thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. It was fun. Thank you. Thank you very much for your time. Absolutely. Appreciate it. All right, man. You have a great night. You too, man. Thanks.